Hey, yo. It's Aiden Taco Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. It's Tuesday the 19th of March. The year is 2019. It's fucking quarter past nine in the morning and I am absolutely killing it. I'm back on the... uh, Man, I'm back on the no drinking shit. Oh, it's incredible. You gain like two hours a day. I do. I don't know. I... (laughs) I can't tell if I have a problem or, like, if I just drink. I don't know. Like, I just drink. I guess I drink more than I think I do because whenever I don't drink, I gain, like, two hours a day. I've been not drinking now for a week and suddenly I'm fucking waking up at... I woke up at 8 o'clock this morning. 8 o'clock in the human morning. I know that's, like, not early at all if you have a job, but that is insane to me. I was in bed, tucked in, lights out at 11 o'clock last night. After reading a bit of my book, I mean, it's, you know, this is absurd. Um, so I woke up this morning and I fucking, <laughs> I'm meditating again as well. I'm doing, I'm doing a month of no drinking because it's like festival next week starting and uh, I got a bunch of work to do and I just can't afford to be a, spending money and B, wasting time. So I'm, um, I got back from Sydney and, uh, by the way, sorry for last week's podcast. Oh my God. What, what an absolute nightmare that was. That was easily the worst podcast I've done in over a year, maybe a year and a half almost that I've been doing this. Fuck me. I was dead. I was in an airport. My fucking cable kept coming out of my computer. They kept doing announcements. It was like absurdly bad. <laughs> oh my god, that was hell last week. I was in a living hell of my own creation, <laughs> sitting in Adelaide Airport with fucking announcements and tired and hungover. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Um, so um, and and since then, actually, I haven't had a drink. Um, and I'm doing 30 days. These, uh, I, I re-downloaded the Headspace app and I paid for another month of it. And a lot of the courses are 30 days. So I've just kind of decided I'm, uh, I'm going to do one of those 30 day courses, meditate every day. And every day that I do so at the end of it, like when I finish the course, that's when I'm allowed to drink again, you know? Comedy Festival starts in seven days, so I'll be 14 days into it on my first show next Tuesday. And that's what, so I got two weeks, so I got 14 out of my 27 shows, 14, that's 28, 15, 16, yeah, so I'll be 16 shows into the 27 run. I don't know if those numbers made any sense to anyone listening right now. (laughs) I got 27 shows in the Comedy Festival, and after 16 of them, after my 16th show, I'll let myself drink, which I think will be the Sunday of the second last week of Comedy Festival. So it'll be a good way in. Um, I will have hopefully been having good shows and getting people into the shows. Oh, man. Yesterday... God damn it. I spent yesterday... um, So I'm trying to do... I'm trying to pick, you know, like one aspect of my promotion every day to just kind of focus on. Because it takes me a long time. I don't know if everyone's like this, but it takes me a long time to change into a, like a different task, you know? So I'll set myself one thing, but if I, I can't do like little half hour chunks, 
if I do this for half hour and the next thing for a half hour, then I just nothing gets done. So I'll go like like when I write, I sit down for three hours. I probably am writing for like an hour and a half, two hours of it, and the rest of the time I'm on my phone or talking to someone or fucking whatever. But if I wrote for four half hour chunks, I don't think I would get the same amount of work done. Do you know what I mean? Um, I need like a long thing because if I change like the the act of changing into a new task is in itself inefficient. I'm like losing time. I don't know. That's what I tell myself anyway. Maybe that's just my excuse for not getting as much done in a day as I could do. But um, yesterday, the thing that I chose to do for promoting was um, I'm going to hit up. I've been hitting up all these Instagram people like influencers and shit, just people with like. 5,000 followers up to like some with like 100, 200,000. Like I'm just, (coughs) fuck. (coughs) What? Why did I cough then? I think my room's really dusty. Um, so yeah, the ones with heaps of followers aren't, they don't generally reply, but the ones with low followers often do. And I've been like hitting them up, pitching my show and going, Hey, do you guys want free tickets to the opening four nights? And then when they, they say yes, which probably, I want to say like 10, 10 to 15% of them have said, like have, have hit me back so far and said yes. And when they do, then I go, hey, also, could you, um, I mean, they, they they invariably ask for a plus one. So that's two people, two bums on seats in the show. And then get them to fucking talk about the show on their Instagrams. They've got a lot of followers. And, uh, and I'm hoping that's going to be a good way to uh, like just spread a bit of the word of my show and just kind of get some free marketing, you know? So great idea. So I stole that idea from Michael Schaefer, actually, who is a fucking genius at promotion. And yesterday I set down to do it. I set myself down to fucking to do it. And oh boy, (laughs) I mean, just like finding the influences. So I'm going on like hashtag Melbourne on Instagram and then going into the pictures and just picking pictures of like, when there's a picture of a person, that's when you know like, all right, this is a kind of personality faced, personality based, personality based Instagram page. Um, so they're more likely to come rather than if they're trying to take pictures of food. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I go, I find ones with people and then uh, I go into their comments and you see all the people, like, I spent like four hours just shifting through hashtags on Instagram and, and then like comment section because all of the comments of these people's things are all other influencers and other people in this game just trying to fucking do like, you know, trying to like just keep their name in people's minds. They're like, all the comments are just like, babe, you look so beautiful. You're so gorgeous. Or like, it'll be a picture of like, there will be a picture of like a bit of cake and they're all like, yummy, oh my God, I can't, I'm, I'm so jealous. I'm like, oh my word, it looks so scrummy. <laughs> it's like, like a picture of a sunset and they're like, the sun is so gorgeous. <laughs> it's... Just the most inane drivel. And it's like, because they have so many followers and there are so many other people trying to... Like, they're all just exchanging comment for comment with each other to try and, I guess, keep their names out there and and pretend like they're... Like, they're all businesses and they all... It's so confusing what they're doing. Okay, they're all businesses, but they're all interacting with each other 
like they're people, but they're not people. I mean, they are people. They're one-person businesses, but they're open about the fact that this is a business for me. I'm hustling. This is how I make money. I do sponsorships. I get paid sponsorships for my posts, and the reason I get those is because I have a lot of followers. And the way that I get those followers is I message other people that are doing the same thing as me and tell them that they look pretty. Like, <laughs> and then I, who is the who is the consumer? Who is the fucking consumer in this interaction? That's what's so confusing to me. I get the people that are doing this like a business, but who are the fucking idiots going onto these pages and seeing these interactions and thinking that these people are actually inspirational? Because it's all so transparent and it's disgusting. I mean, all right, let me... I want to find one. Actually, no, I sent my friend one yesterday because I was just losing my mind and I... I fucking hit up Michael Schaefer because I know he does this or I'm hoping he does it this way unless he's found a fucking smarter way to do it. But I hit him up and I just had a fucking vent to him. I was just like, man, like the vapidity, vapidity, vapidness. Maybe I want to, I want to say it in a way where people actually know the fucking word that I'm saying. Don't want to get all Billy Big Bollocks clever trousers over here. Um, the, The vapidness. Vapidity, vapidity of the way these people interact with each other. It's like it's mind numbing and it's maddening to just keep sifting through and see the same comments. And I'm I'm gonna find one now, and I'm just gonna find a random one. I'm gonna go on to I'll go on to <laughs> hashtag Melb moment. All right, that was a good one that I spent about an hour and a half on last night. Hashtag Melb moment. Here's one. Uh, Lauren dot Meisner, 524 likes. Uh, it's a picture of a beautiful girl at Ponyfish Island, that bar in the middle of uh, in the middle of the the Yarra River in Melbourne. Her caption: <laughs> Just contemplating v important things like wedding hashtags and feature walls. Thank you so much you guys for all the love yesterday it doesn't even pass correctly we felt the love from so many people all over the world and we can't say thank you enough crying face heart emoji i can't wait to share details of everything along the way and start the new wedding series on my channel and then a face with all love hearts on it and then it's just people commenting going e so excited to follow along <laughs> Oh my god, um, another one, congratulations to you both, lovely, another one, I can't wait for all the wedding planning videos, another one, gorgeous and big congrats, lovely, <laughs> fuck, um, wait, I gotta find one, I gotta find a real good one, oh no, th- oh fuck, the- and I kept seeing the same, like the same girls as well, there are some people who are just real fucking popular on it, and you see more people go for them. And the ones that are really popular respond to every single comment. All right. Here's, <laughs> here's one. Nikki, uh, uh, N-I-K-I-L-L-A-E. Nikki Lay. All right. Uh, 3,816 likes. This, this girl has 159,000 followers. <laughs> okay. And then she's got a photo of her wearing a, an extremely revealing top, she's very tan, she's very skinny, blue jeans, she's got like a fucking, 
she's holding some sort of milkshake in a jar and she's just standing there looking at the camera and, and it's and these fucking captions have nothing to do with with what's going on in the photo so she just says this is four days ago so i guess it's friday she just says accomplishment for the day making it to the end of the week <laughs> that's really dark if you think about it accomplishment for the day i didn't kill myself and then 93 comments uh, well done and what a healthy way to celebrate high five emoji <laughs> and she's just put two black love hearts another girl has put abs love heart eyes oh look at yours high five emoji another one love this top on you gorgeous love heart eyes fire emoji <laughs> thanks my love two black love hearts wow babe so cute you always got me my cutie so much love for you yes girl you look so damn gorgeous Oh, doing you can't talk. <laughs> oh, so want to try this place. You definitely should. Outfit. Thanks, girl. Such cutie. I'm actually in love with your top. No, thanks, girl. I mean, it just goes on and on. It never stops. It's sheer insanity. And I was fucking going through this for four hours yesterday, I reckon, through the day. In the afternoon, and then I went and watched a comedy show, and just refueled on cynicism, and then last night just came back and and just fucking I, I didn't actually need to force myself to because that's the thing it's so fucking addictive because I just have this I'm I'm emailing these people is what I'm doing and pitching my show going hey you don't know me but I'm this guy because all in all of their like in all of their fucking bios they all have where's one they all have like nicole lee personal blog bit of this bit of that melbourne collabs nikki lee at hotmail hotmail.com so i guess collabs is like hey if you want to give me free shit and let me like promote it on my thing send me your send me your stuff and i'll promote it if you got money or whatever depending on how many followers they have you know so I'm just sending all these people emails, pitching my show, and just the same email, like, and I'm, oh, the email that I put, fuck, it's so gross, actually, I can't even fuck reading it, but it's like, I put, like, um, my show is about positivity, and learning from our mistakes, and, like, it's <laughs> like, really leaning into the self-improvement angle for these fucking people, <clears throat> but that's the thing, is I don't even think they're bad people, they're fucking smart people, who are the morons who are gobbling this crap up? So I want to, I'm, I'm inviting these, I'm inviting these people to my first four shows to A, get some bums on seats for free and B, get them posting about it online so I can latch onto their stupid cunt moron fucking following. <laughs> oh God, that felt naughty. You worthless fucking plebiscite, it, plebiscite, not the right word, you pleb fucking idiots following any of these cunt, look, I don't know, I really don't know. Obviously, you're not fucking morons. It's, you got different lives to me or whatever. But I don't know what compels someone to follow a bunch of those pages and then to put any stock in what those fucking people say. Because they're paid to say all of it. <laughs> like, it's not, it's the most disingenuous fake fucking thing ever and i was just going through it for four hours and but oh yeah this is what i was talking about is i'm so like 
it's so addictive because I started thinking like, what if all these people show up to my show? And you look at all these pictures and you're like, oh, they're so glamorous. They're so, they're so beautiful. If all these beautiful people show up to my show, then like they'll make me famous and then I'll get to be one of them. It's fame, man. It's such a fucking crazy drug. I found myself just, like, fantasizing about, like, if all these people came to my show, and then, like, you know, I find one who's, like, single, who has, like, 300,000 followers, and then, like, she sees me as the, <laughs> as, as, like, the genuine, no-bullshit person that I am, and we start dating, and then, <laughs> and she can do her Instagram shit from, like, wherever, so I just travel the world as a comedian, and she travels with me and promotes my stuff. <laughs> And we, we fall in love. <laughs> and we get married in a field of, of beautiful flowers in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, it's never going to happen for me. <laughs> oh, God. Some fucking cunt posted on my, on my feed going like, Hey man, this content's going, I gotta read this fucking piece of shit's comment. Um, he goes, your content is exceptional. It needs to be seen by more people. I can help you with it. Please send me a DM or check out the link in my bio for more details. And then I go on this guy's site, uh, vishalofficial.com. And he's a social network, like a marketing dude. I specialize in growing your influence on Instagram. Don't waste your amazing content and time on just a few followers, right? So, $299 guaranteed 1,500 followers in 20 to 30 days. He basically takes control of your Instagram and just starts liking shit and commenting on shit incessantly until more people follow you. And it's like strategic follows and unfollows. These are the services he offers, right? Uh, engagement of users who follow your competitors, strategic liking, strategic following and unfollowing, priority email support, one-time payment, no additional charges. Pro package, $699, guaranteed 4,500 followers. Uh, is there another one? Oh, I thought there was another one. That's crazy, right? It's fucking crazy, man. And I, I'm like, why would I do... I really, for a second, entertained the idea of doing it because I've got that money. But then I was like... Why would I want those followers? Like, he's not going to get the people who are actually interested in the shit that I'm doing because as soon as someone else is posting my content, then it's not my content and then they're not following me. And then as soon as I fucking, you know, as soon as I, like, stop paying him and he's not posting anymore, then I'm posting and then suddenly I've got 4,500 people who just want more inane drivel from some fucking cunt, like, Qatari-born fuck who travels around the world, lives in Dubai, and fucking just does Instagram shit for people. Why the fuck would I want those people to follow me? For the money, Aiden. You want them for the money. Ah, that's right, I forgot. That's literally what I was doing all of yesterday, was courting those people, but, but trying to figure out a way to do it for free. I don't know, man. It's insane. I just, I want people to come to my show. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> I want people to come to my comedy festival show, buy tickets, Sit down, enjoy it, and then love me. <laughs> oh, what a week. Um, what was I going to talk about? Fuck, that was a bit, wasn't it? Um, 
<sighs> I ran into this dude in Adelaide. I wanted to talk about this. This dude who, um, I when I used to catch the tram, in like I caught the tram every day through like high school, and I completely forgot this. There was this dude who used to get who used to be like the conductor, you know, uh, with a moustache. He was like I guess kind of Middle Eastern looking, um, moustache, a little bit olive skin, kind of like mine. And just always so happy. He was always so happy to be there. He always had a fucking smile on his face. And he was there, like, I saw him maybe once a week, twice a week. I don't remember. But whenever, I always, when I was a kid, I had this scowling contempt for authority figures. For no reason, really, other than that, I, they, they were telling me what to do. And I just didn't like to be told what to do. Even if what they were telling me was completely reasonable. I remember one time being... Um, uh, at the tram stop near school on the way home and I was sitting no that's right I got off of the tram on the way to school and I crossed the tram tracks at like not the right spot so like there's you can go straight off the platform and run across the tracks or you can go around and then cross at the crossing and I crossed at the wrong spot and there was a conductor on the other side waiting for me and he was going like what are you doing mate you trying to save a bit of time, but it won't be so good once you, once your family have to come down and clean your face off the tracks or whatever he said. He said something awful to that effect, right? And I guess he was right, and he was just looking out for my well-being. But all that I could think afterwards was like, "Fuck you, dude! Don't you fucking dare tell me what to do!" Like I was angry at him. I guess I still would be actually. I still have that same childish contempt for anyone telling me what to do even if it's like even if they're even if what they're telling me is something i didn't realize before i'm still like fuck you for telling me what to do let me do it let me make my own mistakes you know and uh yeah this dude was basically telling me hey man it's dangerous to run across the tracks like that and uh your family would be really sad if you died and i walked to school in a half just going like fucking tell me what to do you piece of shit don't ever fucking tell me what to do who the fuck are you you don't know me you don't know how smart i am i'm smart i can see down the tram tracks that was my like argument to myself i can see down the tram tracks if there's a tram coming fuck you but you know what maybe like oh when was it i i reckon like fucking three days ago i was just like thinking to myself walking down the street went to cross the road and almost walked into a moving car and I'm 28 now. <laughs> There's no reason for that guy to believe that I was too smart to, to fucking get myself killed on the tram tracks. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, I used to always hate all of the fucking tram conductors. But this dude just was always smiley. And even when he was asking people for their tickets, he would come down with this like, Hey guys, it's going to be good. Like, I can't even do it. I can't do it without feeling stupid and like... He had, like, he, he was happy with a reckless abandon that said to everyone at the same time, I'm happy, I love life, I'm happy to see all you guys, and I don't care if you think I'm a loser. And I always loved that guy, and I never even really spoke to him because he just treated everyone the same way. And the other day in Adelaide, I forgot about this, but on Monday, when I was uh, on the way back from WOMAD... I reckon, and I was getting the tram, he was there, and I hadn't seen him in like 10 years, and he was there, 
same happy smiley face ushering people into the tram. Hey guys, well, good to see you. Yeah, did you have a good warm-up? Like, just a lovely fucking person. And I, <clears throat> it took me a second to realise who it was. And I was like, oh my god, it's the fucking, it's the happy tram guy. That's how small Adelaide is. There's only one tram, so you just know. Like, <laughs> if a dude still works for the trams, then you're gonna see him because there's literally only one tram. And I saw him and I was just like, oh shit, man, it's you. I went, I went up to him. I was like, man, you don't, you wouldn't remember me, but like, I remember you. I used to catch the tram every day. And this was the bummer was, I guess, I guess he's not a real person. I guess he's a fucking robot cunt because, <laughs> because I went up to him. I was like, hey man, um, I was trying to have a genuine moment with him. I was like, you know, I, I, I used to get the tram to school every day and I, for five years, and I remember you, and I don't live in Adelaide anymore, but I remember you every day, you were so happy, thank you for doing that, and he was just like, yeah man, just trying to live every day, just just trying to be happy every day, (laughs) he just went into full like, well, I'm just a happy man, and I was like, okay, alright, I flew too close to the sun, you know, I I fucking, I wanted more from this guy who already gave so much, and uh, I went up to him and I tried to not only, like, not only did I, it wasn't enough for me that he's the happiest person I've ever met in my life. No, no, I also wanted to connect with him on on a deeper level. That's how greedy I was emotionally. And he just, you know, that's he has one speed, which is be nice to everyone all the time and be so memorable for your niceness that I remember you 10 years later. Yeah, maybe he doesn't want to talk about his fucking kids. Do you know what I mean? I'm... I wanted him to be like, I I I think I wanted him to be like, man, like that just that means so much to me because like you know sometimes I get really sad. <laughs> I think what I wanted was for him to actually be a tortured soul and like, like break down, <laughs> hug me, start crying, <laughs> which is which is so crazy because if that had happened, I would have been like, ugh, all right, dude, <laughs> it's like fuck off, mate, and gone on the tram. Uh, I want people to open up to me and then they do open up to me and I'm like, all right, you're gross now. I win. It's like, I got you. If you open up to me, I'm like, got you. I'm, I, you know, I, I fucking task complete mission accomplished. You know, you are now in my fucking little, little stamp collection of people. You lose. I win and you're worthless to me. I'm a sociopath. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, the guy was lovely, and I'm glad he was there. And I'm annoyed at myself that I was annoyed when he didn't, you know, when he wasn't lovely. <clears throat> what song can I do this week? Uh, I've been watching the movie um, In Bruges. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Fuck, it's a good movie. I watched it twice this week. I remembered it. I watched it because our internet was fucking up. So I went on my computer and I was like, what movies do I have downloaded? But because of the advent of Netflix, sadly, uh, I don't have any movies illegally downloaded on my hard drive anymore. I used to have fucking heaps on my old computer that got stolen in London. Long story. But now I got nothing. So, um, I only had a few, I I had like, I don't even know, some of those fucking, 
uh, that Up series. I should watch that again. I want. Does anyone know that Up series? Right, the one they got a bunch of kids in like the fifties who were seven years old and asked them a bunch of questions about life and what their dreams were. And it was in the UK, and it's kids from all socioeconomic backgrounds from all parts of the country. Asked them the same questions about life, got their answers, and then seven years later, same thing. Seven years later, same thing, on and on and on. And they're up to like, I guess they're up to like in their 70s now. They make a new special every seven years. And I'd started watching it ages ago, but they don't have the, um, like, I, I just couldn't find the more recent ones. I couldn't find them for download or anything. And uh, so I stopped watching it. If anyone knows where to get those, please send me a link because they're so fucking good. Um, <clears throat> I had that. I had a few other movies and I had uh, In Bruges. So I watched In Bruges. If you haven't seen In Bruges, it's kind of in the vibe of like a Guy Ritchie film, like a Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or Snatch or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's like a little bit, I think it's a little bit better. And I love, it's just so offensive. Like, at one point, it's two Irish guys are the protagonists, and uh, they kind of have this, like, snarky, you know, uh, like, bitchy isn't the word, what's the word? Uh, they always, like, niggle at each other, and um, at one point, they're, like, going out. My favourite line in the movie is there. Um, the one who, the, one of them loves the city that they're in, Bruges, in Belgium, and the other one hates it and thinks it's boring. And the one who loves it is, like, in charge th through something, and uh, he's like, we're going to go out um, and we'll strike a balance between culture and fun. And the other guy thinks, uh, the other guy goes, I seem to feel that the balance will be strictly, uh, will be, no, will be slightly in favor of culture. Like a big, fat, black, retarded girl on a seesaw with a midget. <laughs> it's like, why is she, why is she black and retarded? <laughs> and a girl <laughs> I, uh, there's so many moments of pointless crassness in the movie and it's just fun like it's probably not good there are probably a bunch of people who can't watch it because they're like don't say that word it makes me feel bad but you know what i'm very lucky in that it doesn't make me feel bad so i get to enjoy it that is another part of my unearned privilege and i revel in it thank you honestly it just doesn't bum me out when I hear the word retarded. And I'm not going to say it to more people because I know it bums them out. I try not to use it, although I've just used it three times in the last minute. I try not to use it, but when other people use it, oh boy, does it tickle me. <laughs> anyway, there's a um, there's a, a scene towards the end of the movie. It's kind of the climax of the movie where you don't know which way it's going to go and uh, a great moment of sacrifice. And in that moment of sacrifice, the song Grafton Road, Grafton Road, Raglan Road, maybe. I think it's actually called Raglan Road. Anyway, it's by the Dubliners. It's either called Raglan Road or Grafton Road. <laughs> I think it's called Raglan Road. Um, this song plays and it's a really beautiful, like, uh, the, there's like a lute or some sort of Irish type, like plucking guitar playing softly in the background. And then an Irish man going on Raglan road in November. He's just singing like that. It's really nice. You know, that's my song for the week. It made me think about, uh, 
living in London and, and hanging out with my mate Mark, who's Irish, who um, I subjected to my my poor Irish accent for the for the better part of two years. Oh, that was fucking horrific. For the better part of two years. Oh, even worse. Fuck me. <laughs> for the better part of two years. I, don't, I can't do it now. Fuck. I hate myself for trying. Anyway, um, I remember one night out, Mark and um, uh, his mate. Fuck, I can't remember his mate's name. It's not Colin. Maybe it is Colin. Can't remember. Anyway, uh, his other mate who's Irish and, and, and that dude's missus is Irish and, uh, and Mark's at the time girlfriend, now fiancé. Uh, and a bunch of us had all gone out for a night out and we were catching the night bus in London at like 2am and they started singing uh, some song, I guess it's called Dirty Old Town. It's actually by the Dubliners as well. Maybe it's like an old folk tune that the Dubliners have covered. But I don't remember any of the chorus. And Oh, it's Brian! That's Mark's friend's name, Brian. Um, Brian was the only dude who knew the verses. So Brian was singing the verses and then for the chorus, everyone would go, it's a dirty old town, dirty old town. (laughs) And there's so many verses and the whole bus was singing and it was fucking good. The Irish, man, they just did great crack, you know? Absolutely bloody love it. So that's my song for the week. Um, What am I going to wrap up on? Oh, yeah, I'll fucking finish on this. Man, I was sitting writing the other day, and uh, let me try a bit out on you guys. I don't know if it's something that I want to do on the podcast, but um, I was—I uh, got this bottle of sparkling water, and oh, I still have it, actually. Fuck, give me two seconds. Maybe I'll... All right, so I was writing in this cafe... And I got a sparkling water because you know what? I'm not drinking right now. I can fucking treat myself to a sparkling water if I want. Go fuck yourself. And um, I've been trying to write lately just like observational bits about whatever. So I wrote this bit. Sparkling water is... um, I feel like it's... I love how it's called sparkling water. Not like... Not bubbly water or fizzy water. Like it's sparkling water. I feel like that's a real stroke of genius marketing-wise, you know? Like... uh, like it sparkles, it's like like diamond sparkle, you know, or like stars or the eyes of a sociopath. Like it's it has connotations to grandeur, and like in German, I've, I looked it up in German. They call it Wasser mit Sprudel, which means uh, water with bubbles, <laughs> um, and in, in Spanish they call it agua con gas, which is water with gas, and in English we call it sparkling water. And we wonder why people hate us. I feel like that's such an arrogant... Wa- like, if It's almost like like the ad would be like sparkling water. It's water and I'm better than you. Like it's, it, it wants you to think that because you have it, you're better, you know? And I was looking at this one bottle of water that I got. Um, it's called Antipodes Sparkling Water. And it's just got... It's just a glass bottle. It's very nice. It's very like classy. It's got a big bronze number one on it, and it says, First, this limited edition commemorative bottle is to celebrate the world's best sparkling water 2018 Barclay Springs USA International Water Awards, world's best sparkling water 2018 Gourmet Waters International Paris. Oh my god, I never even read that properly. That is so long. Why is it so long? Fuck me. 
for a marketing convention, they're really not very good at fucking succinct marketing. World's first bottled water to achieve carbon zero cert TM status. World's first bottled water to achieve United Nations recognition for environmental practices. It's not even a fucking sentence. Anyway, they won some awards, I guess. And I googled, um, I googled uh, Gourmet Waters International, and came up with this fucking website. <laughs> I posted it on my Instagram last week. <laughs> it's like the Gourmet Waters International page, and they've got a picture of all. The, they've got like the the sign up thing for this year's Gourmet Water Awards. I'm oh, I had the idea. Like, imagine just getting some water out of the tap. <laughs> <laughs> like sending it off to him. It's only a hundred euro to enter the competition. Three hundred euro extra if you want commentary <laughs> on your water. And I was like, but I looked up the um, the stipulations and the and the uh, what's it called the regulations for whatever like how you what what product you have to be selling to be able to get in the competition and it has to be in its own bottle with the name of the water on the bottle and then you have to supply all of these like magnesium content sodium content whatever whatever by i guess micrograms or fucking bleh, some science shit um and uh <laughs> i just i really thought like and then I was like, who am I? Why am I trying to fuck with these people who are just they're just really passionate about water? Are they passionate about water or are they cynically like are they just trying to make money? It's hard to tell with these boutique products. Surely you're not going to have a gourmet water awards unless you're actually passionate about water. But who the fuck is passionate about water? I want to meet these people. But luckily, there is an opportunity to maybe not meet them, but look at them in the face because on their website they have a picture of all of these people from last year's Gourmet Water Awards and it's like just the, the word ragtag group springs to mind. There's a picture of these old cunts it looks like something, it looks like some subcommittee in the UN, you know? And it's uh, all these cunts <laughs> with their different prizes. And there's like mostly men, a few women who are younger than the men. I wonder why they've been brought... No, don't go into that. Fuck, bad, bad, bad. No, they're there on their own merit. Sorry. <laughs> and, and these old men, some of them are looking real serious. Some of them look lost. Some of them look like they've just been brought out of their fucking nursing homes for this, <laughs> this water competition. They're just like, uh, you know? Um, oh, man. And um, I, and they're all, like, holding their prizes and shit. Uh, oh, fuck. It could not have been a better photo, to be honest. You know what? I'm going to use that photo to promote my podcast this week. That is it. And I reckon that's the podcast. And I, I don't know what the end of that story is. I didn't put one of the waters in the thing. I just went on their website and laughed at the thing that they care about. Because everyone's stupid except me. Thank you very much. This has been Aiden Tucker-Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.